everybody. Hola, hola a todos. Welcome to Spanish with Carla episode, guess what? Can you believe it? 11. 11. I am so happy that you are here with us today. We are going to have a wonderful podcast. It's going to be super interesting and very useful stuff for you, your next vacations or your next Spanish conversation with your neighbors, friends, co-workers, you know, whatever. I want to thank everybody that is part of our group, Spanish with Carla, on Facebook. Please remember that if you want to learn more and uh, just interact with people that are trying to learn Spanish like you are, uh, you can be part of the group and you can uh, talk to them. And there's a lot of people that are very active and they post a lot of fun stuff, interesting articles and music and food recipes. And it's pretty cool. So. If you can, if you uh, do some of that Facebook stuff, please feel free to, to join us. Spanish with Carla, spelled with the K. Don't forget that. We also have a page, Spanish with, Spanish with Carla. And if you want to see all the podcasts and also the notes, you can go to our website, SpanishWithCarla.com. And again, with the K. And you can find every single podcast. You can find also the the notes and you can send us feedback. Um, if you actually are, are on Facebook and you find the group, you can also send me uh, a message through Messenger as well. And I do my best to respond, guys. Sometimes I don't respond the same day because I do other stuff. I need to pay bills. Ha ha ha. <laughs> so, so, um, but I try my best to respond as fast as possible. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, let's start here. Um, and today's podcast is going to be about food and drink and some scenarios that you are going to have when you go to a restaurant and, you know, stuff like that is going to be really useful. Uh, for your next vacation. I'm thinking spring break. Many people go to, you know, some nice uh, beaches to spend the, the holidays and or the vacations. Okay, so first and foremost, let's learn how you say food and how you say beverage or drinks, all right? So food in Spanish is comida. C as in cat, O as in Oscar, M as in Mary, I as an igloo, D as an dog, A as an apple. That is comida. Now, remember, if you want to make it plural and you want to talk about different foods, then you just add an S as in Sam. This specific word is not going to have a masculine or feminine. It's always feminine. Okay, so this is not going to change. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's not going to change if you're talking about, you know, like a masculine person per se. So it's always going to be feminine. It can be plural or singular, but it, the, the gender won't change. Now, the drinks, bebidas. Okay, I'm going to spell this for you. And I'm going to explain the difference on this. I mean, this word can be used in different ways. When you're talking in general about drinks, yeah, you say bebidas, drinks, bebidas, and that's B as in boy, E as in elephant, B as in boy, I as in igloo, D as in dog, A as in apple, S as in Sam. That's in plural, bebidas. Now, 
The other time in which you're going to use this word in singular most of the time, the word bebida or bebida, yeah, bebida refers more to alcoholic beverage. Okay, so if you're talking about generalizing all the drinks, you know, milk, juice, coffee, tea, yeah, you can say bebidas. Say, for example, if you are talking with a cater and say, ¿Qué bebidas ofreces? Can the, in general, what type of drinks are you going to give me with my, you know, I, I don't know, whatever, wedding package or whatever it is, right? Then you use the word bebidas, okay? And also... When you go to a bar and then you or you're talking to your friends and say and say say for example, let's have a drink, right? So in Spanish you, you're gonna say, vamos por una bebida. O quieres una bebida. You want a drink? ¿Quieres una bebida? And that way uh, is referring to alcohol. When you in Spanish, when you are talking about other different beverage, you mention the beverage or the drink, okay? And drink and bebida and, and beverage is pretty much, in Spanish, is pretty much the same. It's bebida, okay? Beverages is kind of similar, but not, not equal. Now, say, for example, if I tell you, hey, let's go and tell my friend, right? Let's go and gossip. Let's go and have some coffee. Um, that's the way you say in Spanish, too. Vamos por un café. You know, let's go and have coffee. So you say that, right? And um, and when it's, you know, the alcoholic drink, you say more bebida. And that's pretty much the singular uh, form of the word is going to cover more alcohol, unless you're talking about a specific drink like um, like beer, right, that has its own, you know. All, all of them have their own name, but it's common to go and say, let's go and have a beer, and you know what you're going to have, right? Um, normally, you don't go and say, okay, let's go and have some wine to the bar. You go to a bar and you just order whatever you want. It's more common, at least in Spanish countries, to say, hey, vamos por una cerveza. You know, let's go and have a beer. Especially in the North Mexico, maybe everywhere, but in the North of Mexico, it's extremely common to do that. Okay, so let's start. I'm going to start with the food first, okay? And, uh, and let's start with meat, okay? So the... Uh, the word meat in general in Spanish is said carne, okay? That's C as in cat, A as in apple, R as in Robert, N as in Nancy, E as in elephant. Carne. You see that the R doesn't sound too strong because it's only one and it's in the middle of the word. Carne. Okay? Carne. Now, this word, even though it ends with an E as an elephant, it has a gender that is actually feminine. When you go to the store and you try, or you're trying to say something, you say, la carne. La carne. It can be plural, okay? It can be plural. When you're talking about multiple types of meat, okay? So, say, for example, the department, in, uh, you know, all these um, 
like ham and turkey and all those, if you go to the store, that department where you go and buy, you know, the deli department, basically, right? In many places in Latin American countries, that department is called carnes frias. And you know what that means? Carnes is, of course, meat in plural, so meats. Cold, I mean, frias means cold. So basically, they're trying to tell you that's where you can buy all those meats that you can put in the fridge, right? And and just eat them cold like that, I guess. I don't know where that term comes from, to be honest with you. I don't want to lie. But I can tell you that that's many places they call that the deli department, they call it carnes frias. So let me spell frias for you just because I don't think we have learned it, okay? But um, it's F as in Frank, R as in Robert, I as an igloo with an accent, A as in Apple, and S as in Sam. Frias. That would also work, work if somebody in Spanish asks you, ¿Quieres una cerveza? Or, ¿Qué cerveza quieres? Say, for example, ¿Qué cerveza quieres? What type of beer do you want? And you just say, fría, right? So, you know, picky, fría. That's what I want, cold. So, same that we do here in the States, right? So, now you can answer to that one, too, in Spanish. Um, so, carne is a, a word that has um, a gender that is feminine, and it can be plural, and it can be singular. We're going to use the word carne again, okay, for other types of meats that requires many times, you know, the, the use of this word. Now, I'm sure you know this one. Everybody knows how to say chicken in Spanish. Pollo, P as in Paul, O as in Oscar, L as in Larry, L as in Larry, O as in Oscar, pollo. Remember, double L, j j j. As a matter of fact, I always call my, my, both of my kiddos. They're probably going to be embarrassed if they hear this. But I, I'm, I still call both of my kids, even though they're already grown. I still call them pollos, pollitos, because it's just, just the way, like little chick, whatever. Um, so anyways, pollo. Uh, now, let, let me tell you this. Pollo is a word that has a masculine gender. El. Pollo. El pollo. Now, if you want to talk plural, because you are talking about, let's go and buy, I don't know, 10 chicken for the party or whatever, right? So then plural is going to be los pollos. Don't forget those words. Remember, we have been doing a lot of el, ella, la, los Remember the last podcast last week? Please, if you are forgetting, go back. Go back and listen because this, from, from podcast number 9, um, 10, all that stuff that we learned, it, we're going to continue using it over and over. We are doing more conversation now. So you are going to need all that conjugation, él, ella, ustedes, nosotros, all that stuff. We are using it, and we're not going to stop. So if you feel like, what is she talking about? Why is she saying laws? Okay, go back. Listen to that, okay? And, and revise it, and then so that way you can keep up with what we're doing, 
Okay, I'm going to use it in this podcast and kind of remind you, but you really need to go back to the basics. And if you feel like we need more, let me know and we do another one of all the conjugations and all that so you can you can have it, you know, clear and, and all that. Okay, so pollo. Now, what is very common about, about uh, pollo, okay? So you can have, in, in, here in America, it's very common to have fried chicken, right? So if you want to tell somebody, say, for example, you're in one of those countries and you don't want to eat something risky, you know, you want just something that you know is going to be, your stomach is going to like, it's just common comfort food. Uh, say for me, as somebody that was born in Mexico, my comfort food is tacos. You see what I mean? Honestly, that's my comfort food. But for somebody that was born here, maybe a comfort food is a nice burger or fried chicken or, you know, whatever, right? It all depends where you are from. I have a friend from, that lives in Spain and her comfort food is tapas. So I guess whatever your heart kind of belongs to or whatever you were born and that's the food that you learned since you're you know little I think my kid my youngest kiddo I think his comfort food is mac and cheese actually I don't know what is your comfort food let us know let us know on the uh, Facebook group uh, I'm probably gonna post that question what is your comfort food um and and I know that um you pr we're probably gonna have a wonderful list of stuff and then Probably next podcast that I do on food, we can take all those comfort foods and teach you how to uh, just say it in Spanish. That'd probably be really cool. Okay, so pollo frito. F as in Frank, R as in Robert, I as in Igloo, T as in tomato, O as in Oscar. Frito. Easy. Don't forget this word because you are going to need it for many things, okay? Many things. Pollo frito. Don't forget. Remember what I told you about Spanish and English being backwards on this sense. Fried chicken. You see that? Pollo frito. You see that? So... Every time that you're going to do that in English, it's going to be the, the word that is going to describe the subject first and then the subject. In Spanish, it's going to be the subject and then what do we say about the subject? Okay? Well, don't forget those words because we're going to need them and we're going to do a lot of that. We're going to practice today quite a bit on that. Okay? Now, let's talk about another meat. Oh, well, some people don't consider this meat. But let's talk about fish. Okay, this one is going to be a little longer, so get ready for your notes. Pescado. P as in Paul, E as in elephant, S as in Sam, C as in cat, A as in apple, D as in dog, O as in Oscar. I'm going to tell you a weird uh, interesting thing about this specific word, pescado. This means the fish when it's already out of the water. Yes, you're going to say, what? Yeah, Spanish can be pretty crazy, loco, 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 because we have a lot of different words to say one thing. It varies a lot. You know, languages are so interesting. I just love it. 
different languages, different words. Sometimes you can find a word to say something. Sometimes you find three different words to say one thing, and then you can find a word to describe another thing that you can say on another language. Okay, so it's pretty weird. Interesting, though, because I love languages. Okay, so let me tell you, fish in English is fish. In the water, outside the water is the same. Fish, right? Now, in Spanish, when it's already out of the water, it's pescado. Now, there is no gender on this word. It's always el is masculine. No, there is not, I'm not going to, I don't want to say there's no gender. The gender is always going to be masculine. El pescado. El pescado. If it's plural, it's going to be los pescados. Los pescados. What happens when you are talking about a fish when he's still in the water, when he can still swim? It's not called pescado. It's called pes. Only. And it's going to change. Take notes. P as in Paul, E as an elephant, Z as in zebra. So if you're saying, oh, let's go fishing, and you're looking at the fish in the water, you say, I, there is a fish. Ahí está un pez. Un pez o el pez. Once that fish got in your hook, you put it out in your, in your cooler, even if the difference of time is two minutes. Once that fish is in your cooler, guess what? It's not pez anymore. It's pescado. I hope I'm not confusing you, but I need to teach you because I don't want you to think that I'm teaching you the wrong way. That's the difference between Pez and pescado, same word in English, fish, but it makes a difference. And I'm going to tell you why. And I shouldn't because I'm, I don't want to confuse you. I'm not going to spell anything, but I just want to tell you. The, the word fishing, right, as, same as in English, it comes from, it, it's similar to fish. Fish, fishing. Pescado, pescar. So the infinite, infinitive uh, way of the verb is pescar. And, and then it goes from there. So basically, what you're trying to say when you say pescado, it means you already have it. It's already, it has already been fished for. You see what I mean? Uh, maybe that helped you kind of understand that, but that's going to be your difference that you're going to see, okay? And when you hear people talking about pez or pescado, you know the difference. Where they say pez, it means it's still swimming. When they say pescado means it's already getting ready to be cooked or, you know what I mean? Um, also, let me tell you the plural on pez. So remember what I told you, every time that you have a word that ends with Z, the plural version is going to go with C as in cat. So el pez, singular, los peces, P as in Paul, E as an elephant, C as in cat, E as an elephant, S as in Sam. Los peces. El pez, los peces. El pescado, los pescados. All right? I hope this wasn't too complicated, but it's something that is 
um, that you have to learn because if I don't want you to get confused. Okay, well, let's finish with the other two more meats that we have. This should be pretty easy. Okay, so beef. Let's start with beef. Beef in Spanish is res. Res. R as in Robert, E as in elephant, S as in Sam. That means beef specifically, res, okay? But in Spanish, for some reason, people always tend to use the word carne when they're describing either beef or pork, okay? And you already know how to say pork because we learned that when the New Year podcast, Pierna de Puerco, remember? So pork is actually puerco. I'm going to spell it anyways for you but you you already have it on your notes. It's P as in Paul, U as in Umbrella, E as in Elephant, R as in Rabbit, C as in Cat, O as in Oscar. Beef, res is so easy. R as in Robert, E as in Elephant, S as in Sam. Now, this is the way it's going to be. Carne de res. That means beef. Like I said, in English, that would translate meat of beef, but we're not going to do that. Remember what I told you. You cannot translate everything literally, okay? Uh, it's just the way people say it. Of course, if you go to a, to a meat market and they ask you, ¿Qué uh, necesitas? What, what do you need? And then you say, res, they're going to understand and it's going to be okay, Okay, or say, for example, if they ask you, what is this bur uh, burger made of? You can just say res, and they're going to know you mean beef. That's more for, say, if you go to buy it, and it's more formal. People say carne de res. Say, when you see on the sales at the store, the advertisements, it's, it, that's the way it reads. It doesn't just say res. It says carne de res or carne de puerco. That's the way you're going to find it. I just don't want you to get confused. The same thing doesn't happen with chicken or fish. It's only going to happen with beef and pork, okay? So you're going to see a lot of that. Again, if you just say, go to the meat market and say, necesito puerco, they're going to understand you need pork. And they're probably going to ask you, okay, what kind do you need? Um, you know, like pork ribs or whatever, which we're going to learn. Not on this podcast, but in another one. All those meat cuts and stuff. Uh, I don't think I'm going to have enough time to even go through what I have for today. So I'm telling you that we're going to need we're going to need quite a bit of time. So for the food, there's a lot of food, guys. Okay. So the next one for your breakfast is important. Uh, eggs. Let's learn it. Huevo. Huevo. Remember, I'm going to spell it for you, and then I'm going to tell you. H is in hotel. U as an umbrella, E as an elephant, V as in Victor, O as an Oscar. Huevo. So remember the H doesn't sound, okay, silent. So huevo. If you're talking, okay, huevo has a masculine gender and it's el huevo when it's one or un huevo. Or, or you can say los huevos, unos huevos. Okay? Okay. And um, I really want to, and I'm going to do it, not this coming podcast, but the next one. I'm going to explain to you when you use los and when you use unos. I really don't want to get 
into that today because I'm not going to have time. And that's going to be a whole entire podcast, you guys. It's really not that complicated. But once you pick up the concept, it's going to be easy peasy for you. Um, so I forgot to tell you something. So on uh, carne de res, carne de puerco. Of course, carne is already um, um, feminine um, gender. So la carne de res, la carne de puerco. Now, if you're talking only, if you're not using the word carne, okay, it, it really like with res or beef, it's really complicated to, to think about uh, uh, um, a gender, but normally it's going to be feminine because even though it ends with an E, say, for example, think about when they're talking about um, um, the cows that are in a pasture, right? All that, the, the cattle and all that. So they say las reses, las reses. They're talking about, you know, just the, they're just, the, the cows might be alive and walking and all that, but they've seen it already as meat that is going to be in the supermarket sold. So how many, say, for example, they would say, ¿cuántas reses tienes? Like how many, uh, basically, cows do you have? But they call it already res because they know it's gonna get, they're going to get killed. So that's going to be feminine. It can be la res or las reses. And pork is going to be, if you use it only without the word carne, it's going to be masculine, el puerco. And you know that puerco can also be an animal, right? The pork like the little piggy. Okay, so after uh, the word huevos, I'm sorry about that, uh, you can also have, okay, so remember that we learned the word frito? So if you want a fried egg, how are you going to say? Huevo frito. Okay, remember it's the opposite than in English. In English you say fried egg, in Spanish you say huevo frito. See, you're using that word again, and you're going to use it a lot in food. What if you want more than one egg? How are you going to say it? Huevos fritos. Huevos fritos. Okay, because it's plural. Very good. Okay, the next one is going to be also for your, um, for your breakfast or whatever, queso, cheese. Queso, cheese. Queso is spelled Q as in Quebec, U as in Umbrella, E as in Elephant, S as in Sam, O as in Oscar. Do you remember what I told you when there is a Q, a U, and then it's followed by an E or an I, the U is silent. And it becomes the k, -k, -k sound. So queso. Queso can be used for any type of cheese like it is on, in English. Okay? So general. It's going to be cheese, queso. And they probably ask you, what type of cheese do you want? You want, you know, yellow cheese or whatever cheese. And we're not going to get into that. But you, if you want yellow cheese, you can always say amarillo, queso amarillo. That's a thing in Spanish, okay? Most of people don't call the American cheese American cheese. They don't say queso americano. They say queso amarillo. So you got it right there. You already know the color and you already know the way to say queso. So if they ask you, hey, you, what kind of cheese do you want in your burger? Then you just say queso amarillo, and they know it's going to be American cheese. How about that? Okay, so queso is actually uh, masculine also. El queso 
If you're talking about different types of cheese, los quesos. All right. Now, um, I still have quite a bit of food in here that I want to go through. Uh, and I wanted, but I also wanted to teach you some drinks. So I probably finish the the drink, uh, the foods, I mean, and then we go from there. Now, let's do for your Mexican uh, food, right? Uh, arroz, which is rice. Okay. You use those a lot. You probably already know how to say it, but I don't know. Arroz. A as in apple, R as in Robert, R as in Robert, O as in Oscar, Z as in zebra. Arroz. Arroz. El arroz. El arroz. And if you're talking in plural, and the only way that you can do plural on, on rice is if you're talking about different types of rice, okay? So you have Spanish rice, you have cilantro rice, you have uh, whatever other rice, fried rice, whatever, okay? So then you're not going to talk plural if you're talking about different grains of rice. In Spanish, is is going to be el arroz if it's one grain of rice or a million. It's going to be el arroz regarding. Go and buy Compra arroz, basically, you, you know, or try arroz, bring rice. You're not talking uh, about plural because you, the bag has a bunch of grains. Okay, same as in, in English. But it's going to be plural if you're talking, okay, who's going to bring, quien trae los arroces? And that means different styles of cooking the rice. Then it's going to be plural, los arroces. It's going to be masculine, and it can be plural, or it can be singular, more used singular. Uh, for most of the time. Now, you know your word fried, right? So how are you going to say fried rice? You see how many things you can say now? You can say pollo frito, you can say huevo frito, and you can say arroz frito. How about that? Aren't you smart? You got a bunch of them in one, huh? Okay, so arroz frito, el arroz frito. Do you remember we learned how to say I like, me gusta? Okay, so me gusta el arroz frito. You see what I mean? We can use a lot of stuff like that. Okay, so now the other one that you use in your Mexican restaurants, you always get rice and beans. So beans is a little more complicated. Get ready. Frijoles. Frijoles. So it's F as in Frank, R as in Robert, I as in Igloo, J as in John, O as an Oscar, L as in Lori, E as an elephant, S as in Sam. Frijoles. Okay. So, okay, so this is um, another one that you see how the R is not too strong because it's in the middle of the word, frijoles. This is another one in which you can use the word fritos for. Okay. The only difference is that in Spanish, the way, of course, re refried, it would be the same exact thing in Spanish. Okay, you guys, you use fried and you use refried, right? So in Spanish, it's the same, frito or refrito. Okay, same exact idea. You're just going to put an R as in Robert and an E as an elephant, F as in Frank, R as in Robert, I as an igloo, T as in tomato, O as an Oscar. Refrito. Same word, same concept, 
And now you can also say frijoles refritos. It, the reason is because you don't fry them only once. You keep them in that, in, in, in Mexico at least, you put that pork lard in them or some bacon grease and you leave your beans there. Oh my God, my mouth is watering. I'm hungry. And you just put some cheese on top of those refried beans with a good tortilla, some good salsa. And guys, I'm hungry. Okay, so we know how to say frijoles refritos or refried beans. And now let's go with another part of your meal, which is going to be salad. This one is called ensalada. It's almost the same. Think about the word. Let me spell it for you. E as an elephant, N as an Nancy, S as in Sam, A as an apple, L as in Lori, A as an apple, D as in dog, A as an apple. Ensalada. Inside the word ensalada, the actual word in English, salad, is kind of in the word. Can you see that? You have en and then salad, and then you just put an a at the end. Okay, so that's going to help you remember how to say it. Eh, salad, ensalada. And that salad could be anything. It could be your vegetable salad, or if you want to do... Like um, pasta salad is the same as Spanish, pasta. Ensalada de pasta. Same. I'm not going to teach you how to spell pasta because it's the same word. So it's, you know what I mean? Th these, these words are bonus words that you're going to just say the same way, right? Ensalada de pasta, right? So, or you can just have your vegetable salad. Ensalada, that means anything, okay? Okay. The other one that you're going to use is, oh, ensalada is going to be, of course, a feminine uh, gender word, la ensalada. And if it's plural and we're talking about a bunch of different types of salad, it's going to be las ensaladas. And now, since I already gave you a few of the foods, of course, you guys, it's going to be, there's a lot in food, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with some drinks, bebidas, okay? Dif bebidas. Um, Let's start with milk, leche. These are going to be really easy. Leche, even though it ends with an E, is a word that has a feminine gender. And most of the time, it's going to be only singular. You know, there might be a use for plural, but not very common. Um, let's talk, let's spell it, and that's going to be el as in lorry, e as in elephant, C as in cat, H as in hotel, E as in elephant. Leche, la leche. La leche está fría. I should hope so, right? Well, some people say that hot milk is good to sleep. So I don't know. But we haven't learned the word hot, so I'm not going to confuse you. La leche está fría. Okay, you remember, you already know how to say fría, how to say está, which is your your uh, verb, you know, be and, and all that. So you should be able to form this phrase, right? Okay, leche, easy. Now, juice, okay? And this one is said jugo. J as in John, U as an umbrella, G as in giraffe, O as an Oscar. Jugo, jugo. Now, 
Once we know how to say the fruits and vegetables, I'm not going to tell you how to spell it because we are going to go through them, right? But say if you want to say orange juice, and uh, it's going to be orange is naranja. I'm not going to spell it yet because we're going to go through that later. But you're going to say, instead of saying orange juice, in Spanish, you need to say jugo de naranja. Jugo de, and then you put the fruit or vegetable, whatever it is. Okay, so now jugo is going to be, uh, is going to have a masculine and you, it can be plural, very, co very common. Um, uh, so it's going to be jugo, el jugo, los jugos. And this is going to be when you're talking, uh, you're bringing your friend's uses to the table, right? You say, uh, aquí están los jugos. And you're bringing two, three, or more. Okay, so that's jugo is juice. Then, of course, my favorite, basic coffee is called café. Uh, that's going to be C as in cat, A as in apple, F as in Frank, E as an elephant with an accent. Café. Okay? And, of course, it's going to be el café, masculine. Los cafés. Don't listen. Some people say los cafeses. That's not right. Okay? It's only los cafés. You just add an S in Sam, and that makes it plural. And uh, in, in, in Spanish-speaking countries, it's, they understand and it's, it's the same thing that is here in America. Café americano, which is your regular, uh, you know, coffee. It, it is the same. You can be safe going if they ask you what you want to drink. You can just say cafe americano and they give you just a regular cup of coffee. So that's pretty much safe to do. Um, the next one is going to be when you're talking about um, like soft drinks. Okay. So that one is, they're called refrescos. And I'm going to spell that for you, but I'm going to tell you, you can also call them in an easier way that anybody would understand too. R as in rover, E as an elephant, F as in Frank, R as in rover, E as an elephant, S as in Sam, C as in cat, O as in Oscar, S as in Sam. Yeah, that's a little more complicated. Refrescos. And this word is very similar to the American word or the English word refreshments. Okay? But it doesn't mean the same. When we say refrescos, we're talking specifically about uh, basically soft drinks, okay? Carbonated, basically. Um, most, um, also, you can also say, if you want a, a soft drink, you can also say, I want a so quiero una soda. Soda is also the way to go, okay? In many, okay, so if you go to Monterrey, uh, which is the north of Mexico, and if you say, uh, I want a coca, they understand soft drink, and they're going to ask you, do you want coke or Pepsi? Because for them, coca is basically soda. It's it's just kind of, in Monterrey, it's very common, right, to to call, to call identify soft drinks with the word coca, which means, you know, it's kind of Coke, Coca-Cola. That, but that's not everywhere. So you want to learn, just, just be safe, use refrescos, or use soda. Los refrescos, el refresco, if it's a singular, okay? And, of course, it's masculine, like you heard. Um, 
how about hot cocoa? Okay, so the word chocolate is spelled the same as it is in English. The only difference is that you are going to say it different. But we're not going to spell it because it's going to be the same. That's a bonus word, right? So, chocolate is the same exact spelling, chocolate. We cannot eat the E at the end, chocolate. Funny enough, in Portuguese, the word chocolate is spelled the same way as it is in English and Spanish. Also, you just say chocolate, but this is not Portuguese. I'm just letting you know how it's so similar. So anyways, chocolate, and if you want to say hot, hot cocoa, chocolate caliente. C as in cat, A as in apple, L as in lorry, I as in igloo, E as in elephant, N as in Nancy, tia and tomato, y as an apple. Chocolate caliente. Again, the same example. Hot chocolate. Chocolate caliente. It's going to be, in, you know, op the, the opposite. It's kind of backwards, right? Chocolate caliente. Now, remember, if you are looking for some snacks, you can also say, uh, ¿Dónde está el chocolate? And they're going to point you to where all the candy bars and stuff are at, right? More if you're in a store, right? So you can use this word for drink, which is the hot cocoa, but you can also use it for the candy, chocolate, chocolate, okay? Now, the, the other one that is, oh, I'm sorry, chocolate is, of course, masculine as well. El chocolate, los chocolates. El chocolate caliente. Los chocolates calientes, which you, when you're talking about several or two. The next one is super easy, is tea, okay? And in Spanish, it's easy as it is in English. Tea as in tomato, e as an elephant with an accent, te, te. Of course, they are going to ask you, what do you want your tea? You know, uh, what type of flavor? And we're not going to get into that today because that would be another story. But you can say te caliente. El te caliente. Or only el te. Me gusta el te. You can also say, of course, los tes. T as in tomato, E as an elephant, and S as in Sam. When you're talking in plural, right? Compra tes, different flavors of tea, right? So that's another, it's super easy, only T-E, you can remember that. And you can use that uh, for, for the hot tea, and you can also use it for your iced tea, right? So you can also, if you don't know, because we don't know yet how to say iced, you can say, quiero de frío, which means they're just going to put ice on your tea, right? So that's going to be an easy piece. Now, let me teach you this one that I know you think, why is she not saying it? And it's going to be so useful. Beer. Okay, so that one is called cerveza. I really think most of you know how to say that word already. But cerveza is spelled C as in cat, E as in elephant, R as in Robert, V as in Victor, E as in elephant, Z as in zebra, A as in apple. Cerveza. La cerveza, which is 
a, a feminine gender and it can be plural or singular with la cerveza, las cervezas. Una cerveza, unas cervezas. Okay? So that's an easy peasy. I'm sure, like I said, most of you know. Now, we already know wine because we learned it on the New Year podcast. Vino. I'm just going to tell you, to remind you. El vino or los vinos in, in uh, plural, and that's going to be a masculine gender word. Like I said, go back, listen to the spelling. And um, I still have a few a few things, but I want to go and, and have some scenarios, okay? We're going to have more uh, food podcasts anyways, and you are going to enjoy them because um, we have so much stuff. Um, so let's, let's imagine that you go to a restaurant, right? And then... What is the first thing that is going to happen? Well, you know this. This is easy. You already know if it's morning, day, or evening, or whatever. Buenas tardes, buenos días, buenas noches. Your waiter or waitress is going to be, hey, buenos días, ¿cómo estás? They're going to ask you. Of course, you answer, uh, I'm fine, thank you. Now, there is another There is another way that you can answer. You can say, hambriento. I'm hungry. Okay, so hambriento, H as in hotel, A as in apple, M as in Mary, B as in boy, R as in rubber, I as in igloo, E as in elephant, N as in Nancy, T as in tomato, O as in Oscar, hambriento. This is like a joke thing. Most of the time you're going to be just going to say, oh, estoy bien, gracias, y tú? Right? But if you want to make a joke, hambriento. Now, how would I say it? If they ask me, how are you doing? ¿Cómo estás? I'm going to say hambrienta because I'm a woman. Right? So this is a word that is also has the, the gender depending on the subject. Okay? So if you're somebody who identifies as a, as a man, as some, uh, you know, masculine, then you're going to say hambriento. And if you're somebody that identifies as a, as a female, then you're going to say hambrienta. Okay? Like I said, most of the time, hola, buenas tardes, ¿cómo estás? Estoy bien, gracias. Don't forget to say gracias because they're asking, like, thanks for asking. And don't forget to say, ¿y tú? So you're, you're asking the person, and, and you, how are you doing? And then they're going to say, oh, muy bien, gracias. Okay, so you're going to hear this. This is one thing that you're going to hear. Deseas algo de tomar. Deseas. Okay, this word is actually a verb, and that verb means wish. Okay? Deseas algo de tomar. If they're talking to you directly, it's going to be D as in dog, E as in elephant, S as in Sam, E as an elephant, A as an apple, S as in Sam. Deseas. Deseas algo. Algo is something. Okay? I know this is a bunch of new words, but that's okay. We're just going to spell them, and then we're going to keep using them with more stuff. Deseas algo. A as an apple, L as an lorry, G as an giraffe, O as an Oscar, algo. And of course, you know, de, you need to say that, you already know it, D-E, and then tomar. Okay, T as an tomato, O as an Oscar, M as an Mary, A as an apple, R as an rubber. Now, let me tell you this. If you 
live in Europe and you're trying to learn Spanish from Spain, and instead of saying that, they're going to say, deseas algo de beber. Because in Spain or Spanish from Spain, it's more common to use the, the word beber or the verb beber as with any kind of drink. In Latin America, that's going to be more related to alcohol, like I said earlier. We use more the word tomar. Tomar is a verb also. The word tomar is an, the infinite form, and that can mean two things. Tomar can mean drink. Tomas café, do you drink coffee? But it can also mean take. Okay? Toma el dinero. Take the money. Okay? But we, when you go to a restaurant in Latin America, Caribbean, whatever, Argentina, wherever you are in Latin America, you're going to hear deseas algo de tomar. You can also, less formal, you can also hear quieres. You remember that verb? Quieres algo de tomar. Quieres, which means you want. Easy, right? Quieres algo de tomar. Okay, so you can listen, depending on the type of restaurant you are, deseas algo de tomar o quieres algo de tomar. If you are with a group of people, instead of saying deseas, they're going to say desean, remember? When it's a, a plural, like a multiple people, that's going to change from an S to an N at the end of the word, as we have learned on the other conjugations on the verbs. Okay, so they might, you might hear the same question, deseas algo de tomar. Deseas algo de comer, but I'm going to teach you another way to say it anyways. So, deseas algo de tomar o uh, deseas algo de beber. ¿Quieres algo de tomar o quieres algo de beber? Depending where you are, that's what you're going to hear. Now, you can say, sí, una cerveza, por favor. Right? I don't need to spell any of that. You already know how to say all of that. Sí, un café, por favor. Right? Sí, un jugo, por favor. Always, don't forget, please and thank you. That's very important. Um, and that way you, they, they're going to leave you and then they're going to say, aquí está el menú. Here is the menu. Because normally, in, in those countries, the menu is not just sitting on the table. They give it to you as an attention. Then they say, aquí está el menú. Aquí, here, as an apple, Q, as in Quebec, U as an umbrella, I as an igloo, with an accent, aquí. Aquí, here, está, you already know that verb also, está, remember we learned that verb, aquí está, El menú is spelled exact same way that we do in English. The only difference is that, remember the last U in the word, it has an accent. Instead of being menu, is menu. Same spelling. M as in Mary, E as an elephant, N as in Nancy, U as an umbrella with an accent. Aquí está el menú. And then they are going to come back and they're going to ask you, ¿Estás listo? Are you ready? ¿Estás listo? We already know how to say that. Para ordenar. Basically, it's the same word like we do in English. Order, right? 
and it's even spelled almost the same way. Listen, O as in Oscar, R as in Robert, Robert, D as in dog, E as an elephant, and this this is where it starts changing. N as in Nancy, A as in Apple, R as in Robert. Ordenar, the infin infinitive way of the verb. Are you ready to order? Para ordenar. Okay, are you ready to order? ¿Estás listo para ordenar? Same thing. If you're in a group, they're going to say, ¿Están listos para ordenar? Simple. I want you to try to practice this. If you can go to a Mexican restaurant or to a, a Honduranian restaurant or whatever, and I want you to try to, to use these words. That way you can say, sí, gracias, estoy listo. And you already know how to say that. Sí, gracias, estoy listo. Yo quiero, I want, yo quiero, and then you read whatever is on your menu that you want. If you don't want to complicate yourself and you just want, you know, tacos, chicken tacos, you can say tacos de pollo. Very good. Easy peasy. Tacos de res. And that means beef because res could mean ground beef or it could mean whatever type of beef, right? And if you just want your regular fajita, you'll say tacos de fajita. You guys, I'm going to tell you something. There is so much more that I want to cover, but I know that I'm already eating the time. I'm almost at the hour. And I want to thank you so much for joining this podcast with, with us, um, for taking the challenge of learning Spanish with us. And and hope uh, we are hopeful that you are learning quite a bit. Hopefully, um, we can have soon a live event where you can practice and have fun. And I want to thank you all for being here today. And I hope you have a very wonderful week. And I hope to have you next week here where we're going to have another very cool episode of Spanish with Carla. Good luck. Hasta pronto. Cuídate. Adios. Adios.